everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hey, everyone. And John. How you doing, everybody? Today in the tank, we're taking shots. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. Not those type of shots. We're filing under the big tent to stand in front of a tiny camera to have ourselves a photo shoot. But before we throw on a pink boa and John dons a questionable fedora, we have to pay for such luxury. So here's an ad. There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new Service Hub from HubSpot. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Today in the tank, we have Pink Shutter Photo Booths, and Pink Shutter Photo Booths is brought to us from Lance and Tom, and they are asking for $300,000 for 10% in their business, which is a $3 million valuation, and their product is Pink Shutter Photo Booths, which is a premium, luxurious, and spacious photo booth where you can make every party memorable. And essentially, it is just like a photo booth with a lot of props that you can rent out. So their business model is a corporate model. That means that they own and distribute all of their photo booths to the different events that might rent them out. But yeah, it's kind of actually a really straightforward product. They are a photo booth company looking to get some professional buy-in. So thinking about initially our pitch and our product and our founders and just kind of our initial vibes, what are we thinking? I think we have to keep in context that this episode came out in 2013, which was sure. peak Instagram time, peak photo True. booth time. Mm. Like this was the prime opportunity for them to jump into this market. Yeah. I mean, it's just a curtain and a mm-hmm. digital camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With some props. And props. It's a luxurious yeah. camera and props. <laughs> so, uh, not exactly what I would typically think of yeah. as an investment. It's a pop-up tent. But it's a pop-up tent. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, I like the idea of a bigger photo booth. I went in a bigger photo booth recently. There was an opportunity at a wedding to go in a big photo booth, and I thought, Wow, this is luxurious. Spacious. Spacious. Quite nice, actually. <laughs> Although I miss some of the nostalgia. Half the fun of a photo booth is being crammed in with your friends and having all your faces smushed against each other, right? Ugh, I don't miss that. Remember those mall days? <laughs> I guess that was maybe a pre-COVID thing, huh? Yeah. Back yeah. when we used to smush our faces against each other. <laughs> mm. But yeah, there's nothing here. This is not really, this isn't a business, really. I wouldn't probably put any money wow. into wow. it. Wow, that is <laughs> strong word. You just took a hard stance. For those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about it as a business then. So if it's no business, let's actually talk about the numbers. They're making money. They made 195K in the first year. And in the first quarter, they've made 135,000. I mean, they've got customers, John. So why do you think it's not a business? It's true. They are selling. I bet they'll keep selling some stuff and I bet they will grow some. I just don't see this as the kind of business that can take outside investment and produce a return for that capital. Because for investors to make an investment in something, like they got to see like a 10x return on this. And I just don't see this ever getting here mm-hmm. because ultimately it's just undifferentiated and indefensible like as a business. Anybody can buy a curtain. Anybody can get a digital camera and a printer. And anybody can get props. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be super competitive. If it is a good business, lots of other people will do it. That is yeah. like one of the first rules of business is if you find a business that's high margin and easy for anybody to do, a lot of people will probably do it. So if this product had something that was more unique, would you change your answer to that? Or 
Definitely. Okay. So, I mean, my sense here is there's kind of like three ways you can get maybe an advantage with a product. You could get an advantage on the product itself. So you could have a patent on it. Mm-hmm. It could be like really hard to build so other people can't build it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have like a market advantage mm-hmm. where there's something structural about the market. It's regulatory. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to open a liquor store in many towns, many towns actually have a limited number of licenses. Mm-hmm. Or you could have a go-to-market advantage where essentially your brand is really good and people talk about your brand, or you've got some amazing partnerships. And I just didn't see for any of these things that they actually had any of those advantages. And this market overall doesn't offer the opportunity to have any product market or go-to-market advantages, I don't think. Okay, but I don't necessarily agree that the photo booth industry is just doomed from the beginning and you should never start a photo booth business. So actually, I have a challenge for you. We all have to now create a photo booth business and it has to be good. We've got to do the branding. We've got to do the persona. Give us the photo booth company of your dreams. And I will prove to you, John, through examples that this is not just an industry problem. It might be an application problem. Mm. And because of that, you now must go first. Jory has spoken. Okay. My photo booth concept is called the snap capsule. It's mainly targeted at weddings, graduations, and other big events that people want to remember in the future. And the way that it works is you put your address in before you take the photo and it will mail everybody in the photo a copy of the picture one year later. Snail mail. Oh, wait, that's kind of cute. You build that in. And so like on the one year anniversary of somebody's wedding, you get a picture from you in the photo booth with all your friends looking cool. And you fondly remember that moment. And then you have that brand awareness come back up again because maybe a year later you're engaged. Yeah, exactly. That's such a good idea. That was a brilliant idea. I should hire them. (laughs) All of these ideas are trademarked to another bite also, so nobody take it out there. <laughs> what about you, Ariel? What's your photo booth uh, business? Just my unhinged <laughs> business would I love be like a already boots in. and bears concept. So essentially take photos out when you're camping with your friends. Basically, the whole concept would be around having photo booths in places and in moments where you least expect it outside of the weddings or birthday parties. So you're like walking through mirror woods. Yeah. And like you turn the corner and behind a giant (laughs) redwood tree, there's a photo booth. Yeah, you carry your duffel bag and just... (laughs) I do love the idea of like photo booths in places you wouldn't expect. The surprise and delight of that. I think that's an incredible concept as well. Maybe that's like an urban planning thing, yes. going around like a city and having fun, free little photo booths for people. Oh, to build tourism? Are you kidding me? That would be huge. And then when you get your photos, you get a coupon to like a local restaurant or something. That would be my monetization opportunity. Which is where the strategic partnership yep. like this photo booth with yep. Groupon, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Jory? Uh, mine's so boring next to you too. Okay, so my idea was Pixel Perfect. Oh, and it goes with comic cons and like areas where people might be like cosplaying or even potentially just want to have pictures of themselves taken. And the whole differentiator is it actually doesn't print out pictures that are like photorealistic. It does it in the style of your favorite video game or comic. Stop, that is so cool. So it's entirely a B2B play where it's like you partner with these big conferences and set up there and they do the overhead and people walk away feeling and living their dream. So- Like leveraging Gen AI to do that, like that Mm -hmm. is amazing. That's so (laughs) cool. In real time. Again, no one steal our ideas. We're going to start this business. (laughs) Let me just pitch one more idea. Here's the idea for the photo booth. Okay. 
It's bigger than other photo booths. That's the concept. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. And that, my friends, is the exact pitch that Pink Shutter gave us. It's so compared to the universe of possibilities of what a photo booth could be that would get people excited about investing money in it. I just don't feel like Pink Shutter got anywhere close to it. The Sharks were actually starting to get into like how they were spending their mm-hmm. money. They had mentioned that they had gotten $333,000 in profit so far. And so the Sharks were really shocked that out of their $333,000, $200,000 of that would be just like salaries. Mm-hmm. And the Sharks were like, are you going to pay moi a salary if we give you this money? I think it was fair. The way that they put it, two thirds of what they would essentially be giving would be going towards someone else's salary. And I may be a little bit old school, but I'm of the mindset, if you're on that hustle and grind life for yourself and building your own business, you shouldn't pay yourself a salary until you at least see some stable, consistent volume. Yeah. I mean, people who own businesses are compensated in two ways. They're compensated by the salary that they take, and they are compensated by the eventual value of the equity in the business that they own Mm -hmm. at a time where they get some sort of liquidity event. They go public, someone buys them, or they get dividends from operations that can pay those out to the shareholders of the business. The question is like, is $100,000 a living wage? Right. It depends where you live and what kind of lifestyle you live. I think the challenge becomes if you want to take $200,000 worth of salary out of a business that isn't making that much money, well, maybe you shouldn't be asking for investment yet. Mm -hmm. Which is why the sharks probably came back with give us a salary. (laughs) And specifically Barbara, like I think she just latched on to this idea and it was a go from the beginning. So she ended up offering uh, $300,000 for 33% with that $100,000 same salary. So she's going to get an equal slice of the pie. So ultimately the deal was made with Barbara and they did walk away with a shark tank deal. So, you know. 10 years later. How'd they do? Tell us. Yeah. (laughs) What a ride. So after the tank, they secured events sponsored by NBC, DreamWorks, and Hulu. In 2021, they had 10 locations across the nation. But you know, all good things must come to an end. And as of early 2023, it seems that all operations have completely ceased. So their website no longer exists. Social media, haven't heard of her. And one of the entrepreneurs has actually ended their work officially with the company as of 2023. So for all that there seemed to be some momentum with this photo booth company, Pink Shutter Photo Booths, as far as we can tell, no longer is in business. Womp womp. Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite. Create Like the Greats, hosted by Ross Simmons, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode hosts an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time, along with deep dive conversations on the creative process that went into building companies and brands. If you like learning about history or learning about the creative process, you'll like this podcast. Listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts.